0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another
1: episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. We are live on site today, so if you hear some birds in the background, don't mind me. I am doing this from a vacation rental, but we have a a good friend of mine today that is going to be doing um, a lot of talking, and you guys probably know who this guy is. I met him, gosh, five, six years ago, and been networking, working together since, and this guy's become one of the top video influencers and people in the real estate space i would say he's a moderator with lab coats and a lot of you guys know who he is so without further ado let's go ahead and introduce mr jeff fitzer to the show what's up jeff
2: what is up my brother i wish i was where you are
1: at you can come if you want it's all good i wish man tell uh, everybody a little bit who you are who don't know you yet and a little bit about yourself and where you're based out of and let's get on into this
2: Yeah, man, it's always good to chat with you. So for those that don't know me, I am Jeff Fitzer. I'm actually in the mortgage industry. A lot of people don't realize that about me because I don't talk much about it, uh, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, But I'm in the mortgage industry based out of the Midwest with a company called USA Mortgage. I run a region and I have offices all over the country and uh, continuing to expand. And a lot of that has to do with what I do on social media. Uh, And because of that, you know, it, it got me in the Closing Table Mastermind, which I think you had something to do with. So I got connected to. Sam and Oliver and Tristan. From there, it kind of grew into a friendship with Tristan to where I do a lot with Lab Code Agents now. I'm a moderator. I run their podcast, host a show called Viral Video, brought in a business video school to Lab Code. So we're doing all kinds of stuff there. It's led to becoming the mortgage ambassador for Y Lopo, uh, a mortgage partner with Club Wealth, uh, and probably a few I'm forgetting about. But things just are happening, and it's all because of video and social media.
1: So you basically are putting yourself in those positions, but would you say that you would be in any of those positions if you didn't start creating content to begin with?
2: 100%. And frankly, Mike, and you know this, I say it all the time, you and I met because of the content that I was creating. You heard about me or saw me and we came together and then I learned a ton from you. And that's 100% the reason because I put myself out there in a way that no one else was doing it, which allowed me to get seen. So I didn't necessarily follow. I created my own path and uh, it's paid off big time.
1: And you just mentioned that. And he guys—he doesn't really ever, you're right. You don't really ever talk about um, mortgages. And all your mortgage brokers, like that shit's boring. No one wants to hear about interest rates until they're in the market to get interest rates. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about this like 80-20 rule and why you're always, uh, you're never always talking about what you do for work all the time.
2: Yeah, so it depends on the person, of course. I've been in the business 20 years, so it's easy for me. And I I go about it a different way because I brand myself constantly with what I'm wearing. You can see me, and I don't know if your audience can see, but I'm either wearing T-shirts or hats or something that is showing what I do to subliminally remind my audience, or I'll put my logo on my videos, right? So I'm just subliminally reminding them. And so I deliver the content that I feel like they want, which I learned four or five years ago when I was testing around with Facebook that every time I would do like an interview with my kids or any time I would put out content about what I'm doing in my life, I would get far more engagement than anything I was ever putting out about mortgage. And you realize that you don't have to constantly be in your audience's face about what you do. In fact, I feel like if you put it in their face too often, they will intentionally stop engaging your stuff, which means you'll stop showing up on their feed which means you're not getting seen anymore. And I want to get seen more often because the more I'm seen, the more they'll remember me because the reality is, whether it's real estate or mortgage, people aren't buying homes or refinancing homes or financing homes every year or twice a year or every two year, right? It's, it's, there's a lot of years in between, spaced in between. So it's a, it's a game of just subliminal, constant reminder. And this is just one big popularity contest. And I want my content to show up in my audience's feeds more often. It's as simple as that. And, and I know you preach this. I'm preaching to the choir here. But if anything, for your audience, this should be extremely validating because Cuevas has been preaching this before anybody I know was ever preaching it.
1: On the mortgage business, um, how much are you, are you generating? Because you're not like taking apps like yourself anymore. You're running the business. But I'm sure you're still generating. Like I'm sure you're still getting calls from your Sphere and whatnot. Did you notice when you, when you went into the consistency game and the content game, did you notice that as a lender, you start generating direct business from your own sphere? Because so many lenders rely solely on realtor referrals. And I always say like, dude, you could generate your own business. Tell me about what, uh, what you've seen on that.
2: Yes. So when it comes to, well, again, remember it's, it's the content piece. So I'll give you an example. So recently when the rates dipped, right, I actually created, well, I don't, we're going to talk about TikTok, but I was creating some creative marketing through TikTok that I would then post back to Instagram and Facebook. And I think I got between five and 10 warm leads that we did refinance as a result of that stuff. And all I did was, was just, put it out in a creative way that caught their attention rather than me just putting out a, a post saying rates are low or you should refinance now, right? I just think of creative ways to grab their attention so that, that they will engage my stuff. But the thing that most people, you know, again, they, they don't, they forget about and, and they, they don't, they minimize is that people do business with people they know like and trust. You know, they want to do business with the people that they know and like and you have the opportunity To have more people know and like you without actually knowing you, without actually breaking bread, without actually meeting on the weekends or seeing them at the holidays, right? Your audience is exponential size if you use it correctly. And so because of that, you know, when I do sprinkle in a little bit of mortgage, which by the way, my target audience has shifted. My target audience is realtors. My target audience is loan officers, not the end client anymore. I'm more B2B now, but the same principles apply. Yeah. And, and so, I, I, again, I think that if, if, you do, if you do that more effectively, which, you know, we know the people that are doing it, it's why my name has become more synonymous, because I do it, and I do it organically, I do it effectively, I do it off, authentically, and uh, as a result of that, there's just so many people, like, like all of your buddies on the West Coast that I didn't know until Closing Table, now I've got so many friends in California and frankly, the reason that I remain friends with them is because they follow me, right? We're friends on social media. I don't get lost like most do in the shuffle because I stay consistently in their feed because a lot of these people like my stuff because they enjoy the family content. They enjoy seeing what I'm doing with my life. And it's, it is so not rocket science. It's so simple. It just takes commitment. It takes discipline. It takes consistency and just documenting and, and not creating
1: you think the mortgage space is finally catching up all you stuffy suits or <laughs> you think like how far, cause I, mean, no. I, I think the realtors though are three years ago, I would say, God realtors, where the hell are you guys at? But I, I would collectively say that they are opening and welcoming video. Um, they're being forced to do it. I'm starting to see some mortgage people come out, but I almost feel like that industry is still so stuffy. There's just so much opportunity
2: like old school it's it's old school man i mean it's it's and it's not just mortgage because mortgage will be next like mortgage will follow real estate because it's closest to real estate right but then you're going to have like car sales i get i get phone calls from car salesmen that are my friends right and they'll reach out to me and say i love your content how can i apply this and then you know the first objection is well nobody's doing it everybody's going to criticize me and i'm like exactly like you so have the to point. be a cavalier you have to be you ha- yeah exactly you have to be willing to take that criticism and you'll be the first one like i was 4 or 5 years ago in mortgage which you you know I remember that I
1: was doing it. I remember that first video with the bull, yeah. riding the bull, and I remember you posting that. And I remember you, you're like, should I should I do it? And everyone's like, oh, that was that was a little uh, that was a little crazy. It was about as crazy as that uh, muffler you just heard in the background <laughs> here. But that was your, remember that? It was like that was a little nuts. And then everyone was like, and I think you what you were supreme? And I remember it got the attention of the CEO or something like that, right?
2: Yeah, it did. Yeah. It, same thing. And it was a combination of positive feedback, but also there was some negative feedback like, oh, who's this joker? This has nothing to do with mortgage. And I've been I've been hearing that for years. Now, the, the noise is completely quieted. I don't hear it at all anymore because everybody's adopted or, or everybody's doing parodies and funny things and skits and making people laugh. And so now it's the norm. But when you're the first one to do something, whether it's car sales or, or financial planners or insurance agents, like you think mortgages is old school and, and kind of living in the stone ages. Man, those industries are even worse. And I yeah. think it's only a matter of time. And that's, that's the beauty of being in real estate is real estate is so far ahead, but yet there's so few adopters. So when you say, do I feel like mortgage is coming around? I actually say no. Yes, there's about maybe 10 to 20 mortgage professionals. And there's a, there's a bunch in California. There's a lot, far fewer outside of California that are really doing creative stuff. Obviously, there's more than that, but that we see, right? Yep. Uh, whereas in real estate, I can go to Facebook every single day and see five people doing something goofy, right? Whereas in mortgage, it's still, it's still way behind. And there's, and that's opportunity. So anybody listening to this that is in an industry outside of real estate or knows somebody outside of real estate, there's so much opportunity. And I think, Mike, you find this stats better than I do. But still, it's like 10% of sales professionals are actually using video in their business or maybe less than that. Gosh, there's so much opportunity. And you've been, I mean, you, you and I both, we've been saying it for years. Get in yeah. now, get on now, get on now, get on now. We're still saying it.
1: Let's get into TikTok. I'm still not there yet. My daughter's all over my TikTok. Um, I know I need to be there, but you are probably one of the top people that are like out in forefront of it. So first off, for the people that still don't know what it is, let's just take this from elementary level, start at the very beginning. What the fuck is TikTok?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's a it's a brilliant social platform that focuses on short form video content I think if you knew what vine was or you know what musically was it's basically just a progression of those platforms owned by the chinese i know that's a big scary thought it's a platform that i'm telling you it's here to stay whether zuckerberg copies it and we use it there or we're using tiktok it's here to stay it's the kind of content that the world now wants to consume it's short form it's entertaining and people just want it right and and it's a it's it's a very complex and advanced editing platform where you can create really unique video content and all within the platform like you don't need to video it in your camera and then take it over to iMovie or or, or an editing platform it's all done within TikTok and it takes creativity but the beauty of TikTok is it's a lot of copycat content so it's known for somebody coming up with Something viral, and then millions of people creating their own version of it. Whether it's a dance, which they're known for that, it's uh, you know kind of maybe a quote or something like that. I know the the Carol Baskin thing was very popular on on TikTok for a while, but it takes a little bit of creativity. So for those of you, there's there's three objections. One's Chinese. The second is it's a bunch of kids, and the third is it's just a bunch of nonsense, right? So for the ones who say it's it's for the Chinese, it just is what it is. I'm listen every. Platform out there is every app on your phone is grabbing your data. <laughs> so I don't know where people just all of a sudden think TikTok's this new app that's stealing our data. So is Facebook. So is Instagram. So is every other app on your phone. That's just the way. That- so is Google. They've been doing it forever. Uh, so that's a stupid excuse. But if it's your excuse, I'm not going to tell you you're stupid. Just that's fine. Just it is what it is. Right? For kids. Uh, they Actually, the, the biggest audience, the biggest U.S. audience using TikTok is 18 to 24 at 42%. A lot of people don't realize that because the, the majority of the TikTok users worldwide are India and China, and it is a lot of kids. But in the U.S., it's actually trending upward. And right now, there is a massive push, especially during COVID, for, with 30 and 40-year-olds using TikTok. And so it's no different than what Facebook was 10 years ago. I guarantee there was there's a bunch of users on MySpace that said, I'm never going to Facebook. That's a bunch of college kids. Look at us now, right? Uh, same thing with Instagram. Instagram came out and like, that's for a bunch of teenagers because they're all just migrating away from Facebook. Look at us now. We're all sucking in on, on Instagram. And then, of course, Snapchat, which Snapchat, the reason you should pay attention to it is because whatever Snapchat comes out with, Zuckerberg doesn't even bother trying to compete with them. He just waits for them to come out with something and then just copies it. And so, paying attention to what's going on on these platforms is critical for your business because you know what the platforms want you to use. Like stories, I I don't know if many people know this, but stories came from Snapchat, and now Instagram and Facebook are making this massive push for everybody to use stories and create stories. And that was that was derived from Snap, and so now and now here's TikTok and. I think a lot of people are overwhelmed because it's like, well, crap, we just got into this quarantine time and now I've got to learn how to use zoom. And now I've got to get, I got to get into my social media game. And it's like crap, another platform. But I tell people and we're creating content to teach people how to use TikTok right now. If you're not, if you don't have editing skills, Mike, you could pick up TikTok like this, but you're not normal, right? You're in the, the less than 1%. Most people would go into the TikTok app and be like, holy crap, I don't even know where to start. I was that way. It took me six months from finally sit down and make my kids teach me how to use it. But once you learn how to use it, it's super effective. And so I encourage people, get into TikTok and just absorb content. And and here's the thing. TikTok is a very smart algorithm. Like, it's paying attention to where you're spending your time. So if a 15-year-old girl pops up doing a dance and you stop and watch it four times, TikTok's algorithm thinks that's what you want to see and they're going to keep showing you 15-year-old girls. So be strategic about what you want to watch. Use hashtags because hashtags mean everything in in TikTok. So hashtag realtor, hashtag real estate, or intentionally go find the people and follow the people that you want to follow. If it's Sharon Shubbats or Tristan Ahumada, Dean Aguilar, you know, go follow the people you want to follow and be strategic. I mean, shoot, one out of five of my TikToks is a golf tutorial. Because there's actually some really good TikTok golf tutorials and TikTok algorithm knows I watch it because I get sucked in. I watch it four or five times and, and whatever. And so, again, use it strategically. Social media, to me, is a business strategy and you need to use it strategically. If you let it be a rabbit hole, it will be because TikTok, the average user, the average American user spends over 50 minutes a day on TikTok,
0: Damn. 50
2: almost an hour a day on TikTok. Remember, it's like a billboard. So imagine if you have a presence there. You're getting free exposure all the time. That's why you want to use it. That's why you want to be there because it's coming and it's going to be a big player, in my opinion. It's the same with all these platforms.
1: It's just we overthink it and then people don't do anything because they're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Sit down, breathe, learn it. And yeah, just a drop-off point. I I only look at social channels as drop-off points for my content. Don't look at it as a social media channel. Just be like, here, this is a way for me to drop off content. <laughs> that's yeah. it. What do you uh, think we, other than TikTok, I mean, I, I'm going to start getting you know, on. My daughter's on, like, nonstop. Like, my daughter's all over my TikTok. If you go on my page, that's it's just 30 videos of her. She grabbed my phone during quarantine while I'm working or doing a podcast like this. And all of a sudden, I go on my phone, and there's, like, a TikTok videos of her doing all these dance moves. So, if your nine-year-old kid can pick it up and do it, um, my point is, is that I'm sure like people can figure this out. Cause I didn't teach her any of it. She taught me. So I don't think it's that rough. I- I'm going to start doing it. What else would you say, uh, Jeff, for the agents that are just sort of stuck still mortgage people that are stuck What what do they, all right, I'm going to start doing video. I'm going to start doing this. Where do they start? Other than calling it real estate marketing, well, dude.
2: Yeah. Well, of course that's, that's an obvious choice. I mean, if you're like me, you know, so for me, again, it was very easy. It was experimenting and it became, It it was a platform where I just shared my life. And that's really what those platforms were originally designed for. Now they've become very business oriented, but originally it was staying in touch with your family in Iowa and your family in New Jersey and your family in California, wherever, right? You could stay in touch digitally, which was really cool. Uh, But now it's less about staying in touch. That's really what your stories are for. Now it's more about being visible, uh, especially if you are in business. And don't get me wrong. The majority of social media is still very social, But for us in real estate and mortgage and title and insurance and any company where you are your brand, like anybody working for big block, right? They're not going out. They're not creating content to broadcast Sam and Oliver's company. They're doing it to broadcast themselves. They just happen to be under the umbrella because they gave them the best platform to be, to succeed. Right? So you are an entrepreneur. You are, you, you own your own business even though you're under the big block name or whatever name you're under. And so look at it that way and and look at social media as a place To represent yourself and so again don't overthink what do i talk about in my videos to create engagement because very little real estate content is actually going to engage your audience unless you're showing million dollar homes because people love that kind of stuff but for the most part it's just a matter of documenting like what did you do this past weekend over memorial day i know we're recording this now i don't know when it'll go live but we're right after memorial day and you probably did a ton of stuff with your family you could have created 10 pieces of content easily over the weekend just on what you were doing with your life. And you probably did, and you may not just have posted it. Go through your camera, go through your phone. You're creating memories, right? There's no, like I tell this to my wife all the time. It's like, we don't have memory books anymore or photo books like our parents did on shelves. We don't need to like I have two teenage daughters and I have this much content on them compared to my now 18 month old daughter. I've got more content and pictures and video of her than I have my other kids entire lives. And it's not because I love one more than the other. It's because it's just, we digitally weren't there yet. And you know, you know this with your kids, but it's, there's so much that you can be creating and there's that, there's that, there's that feeling for your audience to resonate with you. And, and again, my audience loves winter and they know winter now they know my wife i mean I, I there's so many people that know sarah without knowing her and then and then i'll bring sarah to a conference and people will walk up to sarah like she knows them and she'll look at me like i have no idea who these people are but that's kind of the point right i mean and that's and that's what that's where as a real estate agent you've got to wrap your head or a mortgage professional wrap your head around this and understand that When you go to Facebook, and maybe that's not the best example, but when the majority of humans go to Facebook, they're not going there to search for a mortgage or a home. They're not. They're going there for mindless content. They're going there to be entertained. They're going there to see what's going on in the world. That's why they're going there. And for you to show up on their feed more often, you've you've, got to get it, just like I was explaining with TikTok. That's the exact same way all the algorithms work, right? The algorithm says, what are you engaging? What are you liking? I'm going to show you more of that. And it's just, to me, it's like a big game, but it is a business and it's a business of getting more engagement. And uh, I will tell you, I mean, so again, this is is a parallel example, but for me, I'm growing partnerships with real estate brokerages all over the country, right? And I'm swimming upstream. That's my target. That's who sends me business. And so because I've put myself in a position to bring that audience value, I teach, I do teach exactly what Mike teaches. Uh, There's a lot of us out there, but we teach how to do better video, how to execute video. We teach how to execute on social media. And that's something that most brokerages aren't teaching. So I found that I found something that my audience wanted to where they would come to me. Now, I don't have to call them and say, hey, let me take you out for a cup of coffee and tell you how great I am. Let me tell you about the programs. they have. Let me tell you about my right. rates. No realtor gives a shit like they're annoyed with that, right? right? So if you're a mortgage professional and you can give them something that they need in their business, I can tell you from personal experience, I don't ever even ask, I don't even mention I'm in mortgage when they find out or if they already know, they already, they will say it to me. I want to figure out how I can give back to you. And I know you don't charge, you don't coach. So can I do business with you? Can I send you mortgage <laughs> referrals? Yeah, Dude, I mean, imagine being, you know, so it's again, imagine being a realtor and, and I, I know you teach this and I, I'm, I'm beating a, a broken record here, but You know being like the digital mayor of your of your community and i always tell people like i want to be or you should want to be the person that when you walk into the grocery store people recognize you because when they recognize you like you've reached celebrity authority status and i don't care what it is it's like what grant grant cardone says is is you know people want to do business with the people they see the most it's just the way we're wired as humans and so it's not a matter of necessarily how many homes you sold or how much value you did or how many awards you won. It's, are you getting seen the most? Cause perception is reality. It's like seeing that billboard over and over and over again, or seeing signs in yards consistently in my neighborhood. Naturally. I just think, damn it. They must be the expert. They must be the one who dominates and sells this neighborhood. Right. It's yep. just the way it is. And the same thing applies to social media. And so, so again, to me, I, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's my strategy, but my strategy is to be very authentic. And, um, you know, you can follow people, like I said, like I mentioned, like Dean and Sharon I'm doing it at a very, very high level, but they do it way different than I do it. They do it very professionally and they're always very motivating. For me, I took video of me taking my daughter on a CD ride this weekend. I took video of the Ozarks because I know a lot of people are consumed by Ozark. And so I'm putting out a bunch of content called The Real Ozark to show people that it's really not a bunch <laughs> of hillbillies. It's actually a bunch of 50-foot yachts. And so it's... <laughs> <laughs> all I'm doing is sharing my life, man. I was driving around the lake this weekend on my boat and I was just like, Ooh, this is good content. I'm just going to capture it. And uh, it's, it's, dude, it's, it's that easy, man. It's just, it's right in front of your faces. And uh, you know, again, you hear it from people all the time. And I know somebody's saying this to themselves right now. Okay, Jeff, I follow you. You're actually pretty entertaining and pretty creative. I'm really boring. But says here's that. the thing, man. they do say that. Yeah. And, here, and here's the thing. There's a lot more. So listen to what Mike just said. Everyone says that. In other words, you think you're boring, but if you actually turn your camera on your life more often, I don't care what it is you do. If you read a lot of books and you think that's boring, there's a lot of people out there that could resonate with that and can relate to that. Or if you're into cooking or if you're into crocheting or you're into whatever it is you're into, there are thousands, probably millions of people out there that can relate to you. If you put out that content, they're going to gravitate to the content because like, holy shit, somebody who's like me. And then naturally, Mm -hmm. every once in a while, you're going to poke them with a real estate post. Yep. And then they're going to just remember, I like them so much because of how they mow their grass, whatever the hell you do, whatever you're putting content around, then they're going to say, I want to do business with them. Like, you know how it is, Mike, you say it. It's like, all relational. Post out of it,
1: that's it all, is. it it's is just relational because people can, when they feel like they get you or you get them, then that's the whole point. So Jeff's saying two things, you guys, like there's content and then there's consistency and they go hand in hand right? Like you could do a crazy, fun, nutty video and like, great, but it's going to be short lived. So you do have two things going on. You you have the content itself, which should be, everything you're saying is right off the bat. This should just be stuff that you personally like doing. You're just turning the camera. And then the second half of that is you have to do that consistently because it is so busy. Why don't you tell them a little bit about the consistency part of it because doing it, they'll do one, and then you guys are like, oh, I did a video. I got it done. So like in your head, you're just checking that box off. Oh, I could go 30 days without doing it. And that's really not the right way to approach it. You should be more like, well, where, where should I create my next one on? Like you want to have more and more and more. It's not about checking a box. How do you stay consistent?
2: Yeah, you know, cons- and consistency comes with time. Like I didn't just start four or five years ago creating content every single day, but I do coach that and preach that like this needs to become an every single day thing. And again, you're not—you know—you don't—you you don't don't walk right when you come out of the womb, right? You you don't do anything, and then you crawl, and then you walk, and then you run, right? That's just the progression. So, if right now you're only posting once a month, start posting once a week. If you're already posting once a week, start posting two to three times a week, and gradually it just starts to become—I guess, for lack of a better term—it consumes you. Like you realize the power that it has, and you'll want to do it more, and you'll build it into your schedule. So for me, people ask me all the time. How do you do it? Because I do most of my own posting. I have services doing a couple of different things, but it's all filler content. Most of my content is my own content because I'm passionate about it, because I love it, because it's working, because I want to practice what I preach. You got to find what works for you. And I'll give you another example from a Sharon again, where he says, you know, what he did, this is in normal times, like every day he would go to his office, he would sit in his car for 30 minutes and post. Because that was his time. Before, after he left the house, didn't interrupt family time. Before he went into the office, didn't interrupt work time. He would find a time every single day. It was cadence. That's what he says, cadence. It was consistency for him. And so find what works for you. If you can flow like me, which is flying by the seat of your pants, great, do it. If you need cadence, then, then build it into your day. You, if you work off a calendar, work off a damn calendar. Build it in every single day. And part of that is also consuming content. Because that's another thing people say is I don't have enough to say every single day. Neither do I. I share shit all day long. That's what I do. So again, I play the algorithm game. I know who I want to follow. Guys like Mike Cuevas, guys like Sam Karamian, guys like Tristan Ahumada, guys like Sharon Suvatsa, gals like Carrie Scholl. I follow certain people. So I intentionally, even if I'm not interested in their post, I'll intentionally engage it and comment on it because I'm telling the algorithm, telling it, keep showing me this stuff. So again, to me, it's a business and I treat it that way. And so sometimes I go to social media to post. Sometimes I go to social media to find more content. And that's the way, again, it's a shift of the mindset because again, it's I hear modern day time,
1: prospecting, dude.
2: It, t- it totally is, man. It totally. It's like,
1: is. Uh, well, I mean, you've been at it for 20 years. I was at it for 18, but early 2000s when I started the lead gen and even at the time i'll say up until even the crash people were you had the time block prospect and it's really the same thing so what's the difference between you locking yourself in a room for two hours instead of calling a bunch of people you're just tiktoking or you're (laughs) you're engaging in social media i mean it's essentially the same thing but what jeff's saying is it is that important guys because uh you got to remember that a referral opportunity comes across their desk and it comes across a conversation in a in a insta second and people either bring your name up or they don't. So being that consistent uh, top of mind is everything. Very cool, Jeff. Um, Any closing thoughts you want to go ahead and add on? And then why don't you go ahead and uh, tell people how they can connect with you and find you.
2: Sure. Yeah. I think uh, closing thoughts are that, first of all, this is a long game. This isn't going to be fast. Nothing is. I mean, the only thing that's maybe fast is the lead game, but do you really see yourself wanting to be having to, you know, speed to lead for the rest of your career? That doesn't sound exciting to most. That's very, very few people. And so if you want to take this seriously and do exactly what I'm doing, which is I'm literally slow playing growth right now. I'm slow playing business because I can't, my operational staff can't keep up with it. And if you want to get to that position, it took a good two to four years of me doing this consistently. And now all of a sudden the business is chasing. And if you do that, in your local community, and your local city, you're going to find yourself having that same problem where your business is coming in faster than you can scale it. And that's the whole point of social media. That's how it works. Uh, it really, really is that easy. I say it's easy because I know it's not. Creating the content is already being done. You're creating it every day you wake up, unless you literally lay in bed every day. And even then, you could probably create content around that. Uh, but the point is, it's all there for you. So just do it and do it consistently and expect this is going to take two to three years, at least two to three years of consistency, discipline. And let me also say this, it's all, there's a shift with your family, your, your spouse, your kids. You're going to take grief from them, which by the way, your kids have no right to give you any grief because they're on their phones all the time. Anyway, <laughs> if you're teenagers, you know what that's like. But again, it's, it's, it's true. Like You have to eventually, your, your spouse has to buy into this and understand that you're not just screwing around on your phone. Um, it's a part of the business, it's a part of life now, and it's a part of, it's a part of your business strategy. So uh, with that said, you can find me on all of the social platforms, obviously, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok are the ones I spend the most time on. Uh, I do a little bit of tweeting, but very, very little because I just don't find a lot of value there. Uh, but yeah, all, all five of them, I'm creating very consistent content in. you're welcome to DM me on any of them. Uh, that's the best way to probably reach me. I'll give my cell phone number because I don't mind. Texting is actually the best way to contact me. If I can help anybody, anybody who's ever texted me knows I'll respond. It's 314-220-4945. And i um, happy to connect and, and help anybody that I can. I love doing
1: cool. it. Yes, I love it. One more closing thought on what you said. Jeff said in about two, three years, expect it before it really starts going. But that's the normal track for any business if you think about it. Like No business is profitable in year one. Uh, and if they are, great. But generally, if you just look at any business, any startup, two years is about when you turn profit, which makes a lot of sense. It's the same thing. It's like two years is about when you start generating brand and attention. Similar to this podcast, it just started with consistency, you never marketed it, never advertised it. Said good guess, it's been what, five years now, and you guys keep coming back for more because it's authentic. So very, very cool, Jeff. Appreciate your insight today. Folks, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, you know how to find us. It's very, very simple. If you like this message today and you like what we're talking about and you want someone to do it all for you, very, very simple, com. We script, edit, and distribute your video content. And if you're stuck or your videographer's stuck, well, we'll show them how to script and we'll give you guys all of our scripts too. So I don't care if you already have a videographer or you don't have one or you start at the beginning. We can certainly help you either with scripts or we'll handle all the work for you. And definitely make sure you go to our social channels as well. And after you follow Jeff, make sure you follow Real Estate Marketing Dude. Follow me on YouTube, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, And we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Appreciate it, Jeff. It's a good time. And uh, thank you guys, realestatemarketingdude.com. We'll talk to you guys all later.
0: Bye-bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.